you already know what time it is. Welcome back in to the NFL with AJL, episode 21. We are live on a Tuesday. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're right here locked in, live with us on the show. Episode 21 is a complete NFL draft review. We got winners and losers, every best pick from each AFC team. We're talking about some quarterbacks that win, maybe some early offensive or defensive rookie of the year projections, but you'll have to stay tuned to catch all the content wherever you're watching us at please give us a like on the stream subscribe on youtube we continue to run up the subs there and of course the qr code in the corner of the screen is every bit of content where you can catch the nfl with ajl scan that there all social media platforms all podcast platforms engage with us leave us a review love getting at you guys on social we got a guest in the house tonight for episode 21 i've got the unpopular podcast Jalen Hunter, how you doing tonight, man? Appreciate you coming in. Oh, it's good, man. It's good. Again, I, I appreciate on honored to be on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, hundred percent. Are you ready to uh, really get into the NFL draft tonight? I got a lot to say about these winners and losers. Let's get it, man. I'm with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let's not keep the people waiting. As always, like we mentioned, like the stream, get at both of us on YouTube at the Unpopular Podcast, at the NFL with AJL on all social platforms, podcast platforms as well. Let's go ahead and jump into it, man. Like I said, we got the NFL draft winners and losers. I'll start with you, of course. You can either name off a few. We'll go back and forth. Give me your whole list. But nonetheless, give me some winners from this NFL draft, man. Okay, well, what I wanted to do is I wanted to stay away from the obvious. You know, I think <laughs> obviously you. the Eagles with you. probably you could say is number one. A lot of people can say I think the Texans were a winner as well. But I'm going to go with some um, some less than obvious picks. I'll start with the Steelers. Of course, I think they had probably one of the best picks in the draft. And that, of course, was um, Joey Porter Jr., we kind of knew once he started falling, like, oh, it's it's kind of lining up for the Steelers perfectly. We know about, you know, how he, he his dad played for the Steelers and everything. Yeah. And on top of that, I do like how they got Broderick James. I think we all know the Steelers to be a defensive culture, and I think it was perfect that they got, of course, Broderick James as well as uh, – or, well, he's not really – you know. Um, and I like the fact that they got uh, – Darnell Washington, very good pick. I think that I one coming into the draft. Yeah, I, I think you went nine and eight last last year, and what you want to do is you want to give, you know, Kenny more more options, and I think that you can run a, a double double tight end with him and Pat. Uh, so I think that that was a really good pick, and I'll go. I'll stay in the same division. I'll say Wash of uh, uh, Baltimore. Uh huh. Baltimore, I love the 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 Trey uh, Zay Flowers pick, especially at, coming off the heels of Lamar Jackson getting his deal. We've heard, you know, Baltimore can't can't really get top receivers, so now you have Odell Beckham Jr. and I'm not going to say he's going to get back to 2015, but right. if he can get anywhere That's close, awesome. and then you still have Rashad Bateman coming back. Now you have, of course, Mark Andrews and Flowers. I think that's that's perfect. And I think one of the sleeper picks of the draft, and it could be sneaky good, was Andrew Voorhees. Yeah, he now, was yes. the one in the seventh round. Yeah, now, yes, he is coming off a, he's, uh, recovering from ACL. But if he if he pops and if he becomes the player that, of course, Baltimore wants him to be, yeah, he's good. he was good enough before the injury to be a first-round pick. 
right. to get him at seventh, I think that was that was you know major steal. That was major steal. So right now, outside of the obvious, the two yeah. winners that I'll say because I'll of course we'll probably go back and forth, but the two winners I'll start with is Pittsburgh and Baltimore. There we go. Yeah, definitely good ones there, and a couple that I had on my list as well. Um, of course, you mentioned the Eagles, the Texans, the Steelers, all the all the main ones. Uh, Trenton Simpson to the Ravens as well. That was actually my best linebacker in the draft, so I thought that was a pretty good pickup as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I would say this until I actually dug into everything, but I think the Seattle Seahawks are a winner from this draft. I think Witherspoon's a little bit of a reach at five, but I mentioned that that was kind of a Pete Carroll pick. Mm-hmm. I love JSN. He kind of feels like a very young Tyler Lockett, very similar play style. Zach Carbonet in the draft. I know some might ask why would they do that with the Kenneth Walker, but the NFL is a league where you need to running backs and it might not need to be two high powered elite running backs and I don't yeah. think that's where Carbonet is going to come in but with Kenneth Walker really being RB1 I think Carbonet is really going to help out in that backfield and then they took Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia as well just a little more insurance on that offensive side of the ball and with the running game as well some people have been mentioning the Cardinals whether you're looking at the Paris Johnson pick BJ Ojolari which is great value or Owen Papo uh, mm-hmm. one of the higher rated linebackers out of Auburn I was definitely agreeing with that When I looked into the Jags draft class as well, I think they stole Anton Harrison as a top O lineman. Yeah, he was my top O lineman, yeah. Yeah, and the fact that he fell to 27, I thought maybe the Steelers would come in and pick him, you know, maybe one of the more offensive linemen needy teams, but nonetheless, he does fall, and that feels like a major steal for them. Tank Bigsby out of Auburn was a top five running back I had coming into this class, a top five corner as well, and I think Antonio Mm. Johnson it was. Um, And then you've also got a lot of value in Miller, the linebacker, and then Strange, the tight end as well. The Bengals get Miles Murphy to fall to Mm -hmm. them. And and I know it's a lot of teams that I'm coming at here, but, you know, I really sat coming into the show and I was like, I I really want to get a hold of this NFL draft because last year's was good, but I felt like this year's definitely presented a lot of talent. And I've seen a lot of people talking about there's a ton of winners. Did anyone really blow the draft? A lot more winners than losers here. And and I just got a lot of respect for the teams that, that I'm going through here. DJ Turner, Jordan Battle both go to the Bengals as well, along with Miles Murphy. You got top three players at each position, defensive end, safety, and corner, respectively. Of course, you talked about the Ravens. Love Zay Flowers. Mm. OBJ is going to be interesting. Not really sure about how that's going to play out, but nonetheless, they do bring him in. It was an overpay. I called the Dalton Kincaid pick as well to the Bills. They're going to be another winner. Uh, It just felt like at the time they needed a lineman. They also needed a receiver, so they go a little two-and-one. Maybe Mm -hmm. the best own lineman in the draft in Osiris Torrance, and then you get a great linebacker in Dorian Williams out of Tulane. The Panthers get the best quarterback in the draft, a great value wide receiver, and they get a top safety also. The Bears got a ton of value. I wasn't necessarily about Darnell Wright, being mm-hmm. all the way up at number nine, but Roshan Johnson clearly had a solid outing and a solid, you know, kind of number two role to Bijan, Tyreek Stevenson, and then Noah Sewell. Some people had Noah Sewell as the top linebacker in this class. Yeah. We saw the two that they signed. They get a value pick in him as well. Browns get a ton of value, whether you're talking about Tillman out of uh, Tennessee. Dewan Jones was a major faller to the Browns. I thought he was really going to go D- day one pick for sure. When day two came around and then he fell out of that, I believe, you know, seeing Dewan Jones go there, the center out of Ohio State as well, Luke Weipler, the Broncos. So the Broncos only had four picks, but you take a look at Carol, or excuse me, Denver's draft class. Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma, going to be good for us. Yeah. Drew Sanders, linebacker out of Arkansas, top guy in the class. Riley Moss, also a great pick for the cornerback out of Iowa as well. He was one of the top five to seven corners in the class. And then J.L. Skinner, the safety out of Boise State. So you see some of that. Not necessarily Sean Payton-esque moves, but some of that defense that's trickling in there. And and they're going to need some weapons, of course, for Russ. 
Um, just a couple more here. I've got the Giants. I think they got a top three corner. They got a top center and a top wide receiver. It's crazy that they grabbed Jalen Hyatt as late as they did. Yeah. And then the Chargers as well. I think that they did reach with Quentin Johnston, but then they kind of balance it out with Darius Davis coming out of TCU. They get the edge out of USC, and then they pick up. Some people said this was the best linebacker in the class, you know, Day and Henley out of Washington State as the linebacker. So I know it was a ton of them there. Any that you want to push back on? You got some more that you want to bring forward? Like I said, a lot of winners I thought in this draft. You just really had to look into the picks as as they unfolded, you know? I do agree with you that there were more winners. And I think that what, what the what the draft what – we, what, we, what I noticed is teams – built smart usually yes. usually you see a lot of teams they'll just pick the best players but we did that's why you saw a lot of people fall they didn't they they built what their team needed i don't remember if you said this but i think the patriots were a winner as well mm. getting I, I, let me say winner as far as their first pick i do like christian gonzalez right. especially under you know bill belichick and that system and, and they arguably, and they didn't get him in the third round, but they arguably got the best kicker in the in the draft. And we know kind of yeah. how they struggled with. So, <laughs> I, I, I agree a lot of. I think the Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals was was a big winner as well. Um, I do like the Giants draft, and I mean, if we want to go obvious, I like the the Eagles. I think the Eagles right. blew it out the park. Well, we're we'll probably talk about a little or a little later, but the Eagles are just doing everything right. Yep. And I think Harry Roseman truly working that magic. Yeah, I, I think uh, Mina Kine said it best. It's crazy how a team that just went to the Super Bowl also won the draft. Yep. Getting Jalen Carter, getting Noel, yep. uh, Nolan Smith. Crazy. It, it's and Nolan. It's ah, man, it's to me what, what you're seeing is teams are separating from the pack. Yeah. While yes, this, there was a lot more winners and losers. Teams are separating from the pack, and I and a lot of my list is yours too. Uh, but I think the one that stand out the most, outside of course the Eagles and the Texans, I actually, I was, I'm not too sure if there's much separation between uh, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. So I did not. think that it was it was really good. I know a lot of people were kind of getting on the Texans seeing as that you're a rebuilding team and you traded right. as much as you trade to get a third pick but yeah. or third and fourth put pick yep oh no i'm sorry second and third but you get arguably the best uh quarterback in the draft and you get yep. arguably the best def uh, defensive player in the draft 100%. and those those they did get the best defensive player for sure you could argue the texans got the first and second best player in the draft yeah and there were a lot of big boards out there that supported that i think they were both top five excuse me both top five players mm -hmm. so you can't really deny what they've done or if you want to take a lot of the defensive end or defensive lineman presence over a quarterback in the draft then i get that too but the texans yeah they they absolutely went crazy so so did you know with the way that the trade worked out apparently that because of course the cardinals could be slated to be very bad next year the texans can mm -hmm. be a bad team as well the Cardinals can very well have the first and second pick in the NFL draft, just walking in next year without even having to move for a trade in anything. That's and incredible. I said it, the Texans, uh, they, they traded a one, a two, and a three mm -hmm. to move up and get Will Anderson. And to me, that's worth it. You get maybe the best player, my best player in the draft, and clearly mm -hmm. a top two, top three player to everyone. Um, and, and a two-time defensive player of the year in the SEC from Alabama as well. You know, so it's 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 kind of however you look at it. But, yeah, the Texans, they pulled a fast one. They shocked the hell yeah. out of me on draft night. That is the last thing I expect. And I don't know if anyone saw the team that picked at two 
to move right up to three and and take another great play. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought I, I thought my TV was messed up. I'm like, did right. they just pick? Like I was like, what, yeah. am I missing something here? And right. then they went through the details. It makes sense. Um, I of course. I, like everyone else, was high on Will Anderson. I had him second. I think Jalen Carter was probably the best one, in my opinion, If yeah. outside, of course, the off-the-field off the issues and everything. I think he could arguably, if there wasn't, if we Bryce Young wasn't in the draft, if, if right. C.J. Stroud, I think he was good enough to be a top two or three pick. So oh, definitely. The fact that he just fell to a nine was just mind-blowing to me. Yep. Um, but yeah, a lot of my list is yours too. Uh, I did, of course, Steelers, Ravens. I like the Patriots. Some of the Patriots picks were 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 big steal or big steals in my opinion, especially. And when we talk about losers, uh, we'll get there. But um, yeah, yeah <laughs> a lot of my winners were were on your list too. So I agree wholeheartedly with you. Yeah, yeah. It's like I said, it was it was a really good. I feel like just value positional draft for a lot of people. Like, yes, it, it feels like realistically, and it, and it might sound weird to say this, just about everybody got a pretty good blue chip player. There were some questionable reaches. There were some questionable picks and whatnot. And as the draft went on, you were like, wow, that guy's falling. This guy's falling. He's going there. They're going here. And just watching how everything played out, it definitely took a couple hours to dig into. But when you just realize how many winners there actually were, in the NFL draft, it is absolutely crazy. Going to hit a quick break here, and then we'll get into the losers of the 2023 NFL draft. This has been episode 21 of the NFL with AJL. I've got Jalen Hunter here from the Unpopular Podcast on the show tonight. Appreciate him coming in. Make sure to get at him on all social media platforms. The same for the show as well. Like the stream. Subscribe to both of us. Check out both of us on podcast platforms. Engage with us on social. We love to get at you guys and just really be able to build the sports podcasting community. Now, like I mentioned, we're going to get into these losers of the 2023 NFL draft. Go ahead and hit me with them. All right. Let me, let me get on my soapbox for a second. <laughs> I'm here for it. Fortunately and unfortunately, I am a Washington fan. I'm from the Washington area. Hey, I respect that though. Um, You see the Jersey I got people like, bro, yeah. you don't want to switch teams. I'm like, no, no dog, it, I'm good. We went from I, bags to I'm, a ring. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm born <laughs> and raised there, man. But when I, it, to me, when you go, we just talked about you, you can tell the direction that a lot of teams are going in after the draft. Uh, I, I think I, 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 I'll just say it after the draft. I don't know the direction that Washington's going in. Right. You, you commit to Sam Howell, whether you believe he's the top guy or not, if you're going to do that, especially when Outside of Terry McLaurin and, and Logan Thomas, who's getting older, there's not too many A-plus skill positions. Yeah. So when you go into the draft and you there was a lot of good tight ends on the board. This was a tight end heavy draft. There was a lot it of was. great a lot of great yeah. wide receivers. A couple of teams took two tight ends. I'm like, whoa, some questionable ones too. But I, I just I'm I'm looking at Washington like Okay, if I understand that Washington needed cornerback position, they needed cornerback hell badly. Right. But you get your first pick at the 16th peak is Emmanuel Forbes. Now, don't get me wrong, Emmanuel Forbes is good. <laughs> but look who goes but, right after him. But look who goes. That's why I talked. Look who went right <laughs> after him. You had the number one corner on everyone's board goes yeah. directly after him. And he was the number three or four on most people's boards. So it was like, 
what are you doing? And then on right. top, this is also coming off the, the news that they're not going to pick up Chase Young's fifth year option or so. Or, so it's just like, I, yeah, I don't understand the direction. I'm le- I leave with more questions after the draft for Washington than right. I do with any team. Um, also, uh, another person on my list are the Jets. Yeah, I think the big, Jets focus on position. Right the Jets focus on positions that they didn't need to focus on. Exactly, team positions they already had. And it's like I I understand you know strength in numbers, Golden State, but it doesn't it you especially <laughs> when you have Aaron Rodgers, you want to bolt bolt you know boast your offense so that right. there's no wiggle room there's no especially with a quarterback that's getting older i mean it's old in age right you want some sure things and yes you have garrett wilson yes you have alan lazard that came but like i said this was a tight end heavy draft i feel like yep. they should have got a tight end or or well, at least one of the tight ends or at least one of the wide receivers yeah jsn to the jets would have looked really really nice exactly. next to garrett wilson um i <laughs> i think looking at san francisco man i uh-huh. they feel the same way it just it doesn't really make sense when we talk about some of the uh decisions that they made especially with the old kicker thing that I yeah mean, we've seen it not work before in fact i haven't seen a successful kicker go high that just again there was more questions especially with the fact of okay Yes, you can argue you can argue that the that the 49ers are the best team in football as far as right. roster wise. Of course. But there's still questions with the quarterback position and yep. there's still questions with some you know the, the offensive line and stuff. So I don't I just I just don't feel like they really addressed what they needed to address when they could have because there was still great people on the on the board. Yep. And one of them even though people are are, are touting this pick as a really good pick. I was confused with the BJ uh BJ BJ Robinson pick. Thank you. John Robinson. That's my biggest Sorry. complaint. As a Saints fan, I shouldn't care that much, but it's it's like there was <laughs> there's so much that Atlanta needs. Yeah. So much, especially yep. when you're handing the keys over to um Desmond Ritter. There there's yes. so much you need. Right. The last thing you need is a is a running back, especially yeah. a running back in the first in the top 10 because we understand they haven't really had a good track record unless you're like the holy grail of running backs so yep it just it, it doesn't make sense again i talked about the 49ers i talked about washington i talked about the, the atlanta falcons it just right. didn't feel like they addressed the needs they needed to and if they did i.e washington they didn't pick the best players that they should have yeah i i, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. And, and these outside Washington, these are good franchises. Uh, Atlanta, maybe. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. The get Niners it. are well ran. The Falcons and, and I think Washington, of course, as you know, could probably use some work too. It's, oh boy, y'all just got sold too, man. You yes. saw what happened with the Broncos when they got sold. People thought I was crazy. I'm like, look, new QB, new yeah. owner, new head coach. I'm not saying y'all are gonna go five and twelve and look as bad as they did. Yeah, but that type of noise matters, you know. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, Brian, I see your question about Jameer Gibbs. I'm going to get to it. What do you think, Jalen, about them denying Chase Year's fifth-year option, Chase Young's fifth-year option? I thought that was kind of wild to me, number two overall pick. I understand he hasn't done a lot. He's come off a couple injuries, but, like, how do you – 
but Washington fan on the show, how do you feel, bro? I, that's, I that's thought about the, throwing in some of those fifth-year declines, but um, yeah, yeah that's the thoughts. thing, man. You can say he hasn't done a lot, but it's due to injury. When exactly. he is on the field, he is one. He's one of Washington's best defenders, right? And and you you pair him with Montez Sweat with Jonathan Allen, it, it it's just like that is a that is a trio right there for you and i didn't even talk about deron Payne, so yep. it just doesn't make sense to me again i understand you just sold the friend or franchise thank god for that you know we're we're parades and everything yep. it just doesn't make sense where you have a player that's from washington you right. have a, you, you have a uh one of the best players when healthy now again yeah. i understand that maybe they aren't the most patient when it comes to waiting for him to develop because of the injury. Also understand that when you have Jonathan Allen, when you have sweat, you just paid pain. You may, it may not, you know, you, you might run out of money to, to pay all these people, but. Yep. Especially that first round talent too. They just naturally cost more. Yeah. But it's just, it goes back to what I was saying. What is your direction? Right. And to me, don't get me wrong. I like Deron Payne, and he's a really good player. But you pay Deron Payne, but deny the fifth-year option for Chase Young, who right. is it? I think he was the team captain year one, right? Kind of or year two, kind of like Tor McLaurin. Yep. So I like that about you guys. You guys really buy into your young players, and I think y'all were kind of one of the teams of recent memory to to be able to put players in that much of a spotlight. You know, draw plays for them to to really get involved, but also like you said being team captain as well. I just think Chase Young could maybe be one of those guys where it's like, damn, Washington let him go. He goes to sign with a team that really needs an edge rusher. Chase Young yes. gets healthy. He's that yeah. next, you know, yeah. J.J. Watt, Jalen Carter, Kayvon Thibodeau type of guy because that's how he feels, you know. Like, not, I'm not going to hold him to the Watt standard, but mm -hmm. you get where I'm going, you know, just yeah. how, how crazy and explosive he was. Uh, Brian, do you think picking up Gibbs was a good value that high in the draft? Running backs seem a dime a dozen these days. You're absolutely right about running backs being dime a dozen. I don't think taking Gibbs that high was a good value in the draft at all, especially when you look at the running back market. That solely happened. Here's what's crazy. I know for a fact that happened because Bijan was taken eight. Atlanta taking Bijan at eight spurred Detroit to take Jameer Gibbs at 12. And I even heard, which is crazy as hell to me, that Detroit was prepared to spend the number six pick on Jameer Gibbs. Wow. They were willing to reach that high for him, which would have been more of a reach than Bijan. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason I don't think it's a good pick is because you go look at the Lions defensive stats last year. They are literally bottom three to five in pass yards per game on defense, rush yards per game on defense, and points per game on defense. I mean, like I've been saying, in my opinion, the Lions were the worst defense in the league last year. Mm. You know, and then you go out and draft not only a running back at 12, but I understand. The Jack Campbell pick, he was a lot, you know, he's a top linebacker, maybe the best in the class, at least on the inside for, for coming into 2023. But uh, you you pass up on Jalen Carter, you pass up on Nolan Smith, you know, and I'm not saying they could have grabbed both of them, but the way that Philadelphia grabbed Jalen Carter at nine and Nolan at 30, you know, the 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 Lions were there at, at what, six and then I think 18, or excuse me, 12 and then 18. So they're, yeah. you know, they're pretty close. And, and I thought that they really should have taken a, a defensive lineman because I think they were actually dead last in the league last year in, in defensive rush yards per game. So they just couldn't stop anybody, you know? Um, how do you feel though, Jalen? I, I feel the same way to me. If you're going to, if you're going to draft a, a running back that is like in the top 10, mm -hmm. there has to be 
in the indisputable evidence that they are going to be great out the gate. Like okay. when when Saquon Barkley was drafted, you knew, oh yeah, this guy that he's different. We saw him at Penn State, yep. incredible. Nobody no in this, outside of maybe Bijan Robinson, nobody in this draft at the running back position really distanced themselves from anybody else. Right. A lot of speed backs, but uh, we see how that goes in the league. Yeah. So I agree with you to a sense of I, I, I Gibbs. It, it confused me, especially when we talk about how the well, now that we know that Swift requested a trade, I'm I, saying. Understand, I understand Shoot. a little bit more, but it's just like I. Going I think before, that might have been prior info. Yeah, they probably took Gibbs knowing That's, Swift was heading out. You yeah, know, and it so, just kind of. But we're looking later. like, wait, didn't they just have we're Swift? Like, huh? like, what is happening? I'm like, I get it. You lost Jamal Williams, but didn't you just sign up? Uh, yeah. Of course, of course, I can't remember the other back's name, but I, I remember a couple of people texting me. They're like, "Bro, what?" I'm like, "Yeah, huh? I was confused. I was confused. <laughs> I was like, yeah, good old, good old lines.' But yeah. like I said, it, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. To me, the only way that you would, you should go for a, a running back in the top 10 is a you need a running back and b right. they they have been leaps and bounds because i don't even remember who the second running back was that was taken with the saquon barkley draft right he was just that good right and oh, I don't, yeah, we don't even think about it because of how i don't saquon think was. gibbs is on that level especially yeah, right. for yeah i just don't i agree with you I, it was kind of head scratching to me yeah dang you would you had just said something that was going to make me make me get on a point there. But yeah, we, you know, we've seen the speed backs and, and some of these guys in the draft, you know, a Shane was looking good. Gibbs was looking good, but they weren't Bijan. And, and you see Bijan say as well, like, Oh yeah, I'm hoping me getting taken this high. It's kind of a new trend. And that's just, that's just unfortunately not the thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, Andre Yelverton here says the old adage that defense wins championships could possibly be changing in today's NFL as hard as it was enforced. Yes. I still personally believe you have to have like at worst a top 17, like, top half of the league at least you know top 16 yeah. defense in the nfl to be able to hang because if, if your offense can put up i mean just look at the super bowl mm-hmm. i was shocked that it was a much of a shootout as it was but literally in those types of games you have to hope that you're the team that can put up the very last point at the last moment or with the last possession and not every team yeah. in the league is like that you know um so good comment there andre but yeah I'd, you you still have to have at least a top half defense in the league i feel like to um I have one. Chase. I have one more loser. If that's okay. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. The 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 Packers kind of confused me a little bit. Hundred percent. I'm right there with you. Especially when okay, we know Jordan Love is the guy, and in my opinion, when you have a young quarterback or a quarterback that is finally getting his first starts, or like the team is his, yep. you want to you want to build or put the best players around him, especially you know so. Why not go for one of the top running running uh, wide receivers? I understand, even though I wouldn't do it, I'd understand more of maybe a Green Bay took B. John Robinson. Right. You know, I, I, it just to me, you unless you just have supreme faith that Jordan Love is going to be the next Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I don't. I think it's a running joke at this point, where I think it's like a running gag that the the Green Bay Packers are not going to take an offensive skilled player. With in their the first fir- with, in the first round, I think nope. at this point they're just running along with it because this was again, yeah, multiple tight ends, multiple great tight ends this draft. Yep, and you you go defense again, so it's just like okay, um, I understand the defense was a problem last year, right. but to me, your main focus should be all right. We just gave the keys to a team that 
the person that owned this car has owned it for a good amount of years now. Yep. We gave it to a new user. We should try our best to to fit him with everything he needs. And I just don't feel like they addressed much of any of 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 of, of needs that that would help Jordan Love matriculate. You know, right, right. No, I know exactly what you mean. And you know, even if the Packers would have traded back from thirteen, or or maybe have grabbed you know, a JSN at that point in the draft, which 13 kind of would have been high for receiver, but that's why I'm saying trade back or if they would have taken it that high. Don't necessarily think Bijan because of Aaron Jones, but I get what you're saying, bringing in that really high value player that can just immediately provide, you know, day one as a rookie coming into there. Um, of course, you mentioned the Falcons reaching with Bijan. That That's going to be a loser for me. I've said a ton about that. Like you just mentioned, the Packers, even with them taking Van Ness at 13, I think that's a reach taking him that high. Again, you're still looking at Nolan Smith. You're still looking at Miles Murphy. Um, you're still looking at a couple of other you know defensive players in this draft that they could have taken over him. They yeah. take two tight ends, and I don't think either one of those really was going to be a top producer or one of the top-rated tight ends in the league, yeah. um, or rather in the class. They take Jaden Reed over Jalen Hyatt, which was just a little confusing to me. Yeah. The Patriots you mentioned, um, they you, you said they might have been a winner. I think they're a loser. I really only like the Christian Gonzalez and kind of the Keishon Boutte pick. But mm -hmm. you look at there was minimal offense taken in this draft, a lot of offensive linemen. They have quarterback questions. Is it going to be Bailey Zappi? Is it going to be Mac Jones? Yeah. You know, they take Mac Jones mid-first round, which shocks me. You know, there's kind of the rumors about what is he really going to be? Comes out and wins, you know, pretty good amount of games, makes the playoffs in his rookie year. Now we're having major questions and we're having a questionable draft from the Patriots. You got on your soapbox about Washington. So I'm going to ironically get on my soapbox about the Saints because they were a loser from this draft for me. Now I've seen a lot of people out there, right? And and as a fan, I've always wanted to take the positives away from my team. And I think we filled some positional needs. I think we got some decent value in this draft. Mm -hmm. But the last three years for the Saints draft just hasn't felt like we've actually taken the right or the best player at that time. Yeah. And you look at some of the players over the last few years. After that, you know, 2016 through 2018 draft class, I'm kind of struggling to find someone that's consistently contributed and been a good draft pick, whether where they were taken or we took that player over another um you know, over another uh, need that we had. So let's get into the damage. They take Brian Bercy over Nolan Smith. We just lost Kate and Ellis, so I think bringing in a Nolan Smith would have been amazing. And, of course, he yeah. goes shortly after us. I wanted to get Miles Murphy. He goes before us to the Bengals. I think the running back pick was a little too early. I do agree that we needed a running back. Kendra Miller, he actually can fly. He's only 20 years old. He really wanted to be with the Saints. So that pick wasn't bad, but I would have liked, again, to see maybe another player or another um, excuse me position of need uh, a little earlier you know like I like, like I mentioned I don't really care for the running back market right now I respect a lot of the talent that's in the market but we see the paydays dwindling down Isaiah Foskey was taken over BJ Ojolari give me one second man no problem dog every episode it's like a ritual she always sleeps in here when i um when i do my show like she will not not be in here gotcha. and she'll have bad dreams sometimes so i i feel bad to uh to let her lay there give me just one second no problem Hey, if you're a real fan of the show, you know we got to wake the dog up from bad dreams. I appreciate you bearing with me. It's funny. She just kind of looked over her shoulder. I was like, all right, just making sure you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, Brian Bersay over Nolan Smith. I think he was running back a little too early. Isaiah Foskey over B.J. Ojolari. And, again, B.J. Ojolari goes right after Isaiah Foskey. 
Foskey seems like a good player. He had, I think, 14 tackles for loss, 11 sacks. He's Notre Dame's all-time sack leader. Mm -hmm. So he is a good player. But again, my complaint with the Saints is I feel like there's better players out there. And when we take a look back at how we took a Peyton Turner, how we potentially took a Trevor Penning, how we've taken these receivers on, or not receivers, but players on day two and day three, and they don't necessarily pan out. And and even sometimes for these first-round picks, A.T. Perry, is actually a pretty good pick, I won't lie, because he was rated a lot higher on some boards. He was a top 90, top 100 pick. He goes in the sixth round to the Saints. I would have liked to see us take maybe a better receiver in a Jalen Hyatt or some other guys that were available earlier. Um, Again, you know, we pass on Jalen Hyatt multiple times. The Jake Hayner pick, the quarterback out of Fresno State. So this is literally why he got picked. He was a Saints fan when he was a kid. There was a picture of him circulating where he was wearing a Reggie Bush or a uh, yet no a Reggie Bush jersey when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. He wore number nine in college, just like Drew Brees. He's under six foot, essentially, just like Drew Brees was. The last quarterback to come out of Fresno State was Derek Carr, yeah. who was now the starter for the New Orleans Saints and was also essentially brought in under Dennis Allen. Mm-hmm. Dennis Allen brings in Jake Hayner, and people might call me crazy. Stetson Bennett was a back-to-back national champion for a reason. He stepped up in both SEC title games and both national championship games to deliver for Georgia. So call me crazy. A lot of people are raving about it, but I would have much rather seen Stetson Bennett over Jay Kaner. And then we take Sal DeVere from Old Dominion over a couple of other offensive linemen as well. The Saints do draft solid in the trenches, and we've seen them go to smaller schools and scout some of that talent. But nonetheless, again, I just feel like there were other players that we could have taken that were ahead of us. Like for Nick Saldaveri, I'm pretty sure Dewan Jones was still out there. I know the Saints might not have needed a center, but Luke Weipler was still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, A.T. Perry being in the sixth round, I feel like Jalen Hyatt, he was. Jalen Hyatt was up there, really fell past the Giants a couple times, and they finally get him. I would have rather had Stetson over Jake Hayner. I would have rather had Nolan Smith. So, again, we filled needs, but it's players – that I would have rather had over these other ones. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too picky. Maybe it's been the 13 years since the Super Bowl. Um, get in the comments and let me know what y'all think. The Jets, of course, like you mentioned, the defense was already good, and they take yeah. Will McDonald yeah. way early. I would have loved to see JSN, Christian Gonzalez, maybe even Nolan Smith as well. And I know I keep bringing up the same players, but to know that these teams picked early and we saw these teams trade back or even trade up to get them and basically fall into perfect place for them. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, don't don't necessarily agree with it. Only two offensive players. The center was a nice pick. The Lions were one that I kind of wanted to I, I wanted to make them a winner because here's why they could have been, right? They took the best safety in the class, Brian Branch. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs, some argue he's a top, you know, he he was the second best running back in the class. Jack Campbell was a top linebacker, if not the best linebacker in the class. And then Sam Laporta was a project, but he was a top three, top four. You know, tight end. So essentially the Lions are going in and they're like, okay, we could go in with our first four picks. And respectively, you can argue we're getting top two to three players at every position. Yeah. Love Brian Branch. I think Hendon Hooker falls into a great spot and has a lot of upside. We'll get into that a little bit later. But Jameer Gibbs over a defensive player as the worst defense in the league. Don't agree with that. Jack Campbell over other defensive linemen. Again, as the worst defense, the worst rush defense in the league. Don't agree with that. Sam Laporta over Michael Mayer. Don't necessarily agree with that either. But either way, we got into a lot of these teams. The commanders are going to be one as well. Eric oh. Enemy is your new OC. You take one offensive player with a ton of defense when again, yeah. the defense is already very good. The Bucks, I feel like, outside of quarterback. Oh, yeah, for sure. Roster right now. Defense is good. You take mostly defense with a late wide receiver and tight end as your only offensive picks. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the Niners. They take a kicker in the third round, two tight ends as well. I know it was a ton of winners and losers here, ladies and gentlemen, but we definitely wanted to deliver 
on these NFL draft um, classes, how it was going to shake out for the team. Some great picks, some bad picks. Of course, we went over round round one. Now we have all the winners and losers out. Do you have any final thoughts before we hit a break and then move into uh, something a little way too early, but the folks might like it? I think I have a question for you. We talk about the, you know, this was a heavy wide receiver draft and, you know, we, we, I kind of love the Zay Flowers pick. Why do you think, uh, was it Jalen Wyatt? Why do you think he fell so, so far? I think Jalen Hyatt fell so far because people are really looking at the Alabama game, five touchdowns, 300 yards, Hendon Hooker goes crazy, five Mm -hmm. catches, they were all touchdowns outside of like, well, no, 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 I'm not going to say that. Alabama had a good defense this year, yeah. and they're still sending players to the draft, but it isn't the type of defense that we've seen over the last few years. So a very cookie-cutter, very, you know, not – I don't know if pro style is, like, ironically geared towards college or the actual leagues, but kind of the cookie-cutter college offense that mm-hmm. that Tennessee is in. Um, people just might not have really been buying into that. If you take away the five touchdowns and I think the 300-something yards for Jalen Hyatt – He's still got a good season, about 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, but apparently there were concerns about his route running. He yeah. wasn't the cleanest route runner in the class. Of course, him being smaller, this is a smaller draft class, no doubt, in terms of receiver. But mm-hmm. he was a burner. I would yeah. have loved the Saints to pick him up to actually get that downfield threat. And I know Chris Olave is that. But outside of that, not going to buy in on Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. not really buying into other people that we have out there. But I personally think that's why. Um, Jalen Hyde had fallen and I think he's going to be great with the Giants the fact yeah. that he falls to them in essentially three straight rounds first round I was like okay take him here Giants they don't second round I'm like okay take him here in New York they don't third round I'm like I, I don't know if it was third or fourth round that he went but um yeah Jalen Hyatt was was definitely one that fell Darby what's up man good to see you in the chat Foskey actually has stats unlike Peyton Turner though that is very true the Falcons chose a running back over Jalen Carter that's very true as well Brian Muck in the chat he's a big Ohio State fan mm. The fact that Marvin Harrison could maybe be a number one overall pick as a wide receiver next year, it's not going to happen, of course, but the fact that it's a possibility, Caleb yeah. Williams would have to get hurt, of course. But Marvin Harrison, if he I mean, he could probably be the second player off the board next year. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, there's another Amuga, Abuka or something. I don't mean to butcher his name, but he's another big-time receiver. And that's what kind of, you know, for me, put Stroud below Young was Stroud had a lot to throw to, yeah. and Young did – but not as much as Stroud did, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I I also think um, I think next year I know we're looking way ahead, but I think next year is kind of over. They keep saying next year is the generational draft for quarterbacks. Yeah, right outside of one player, I don't really know if I trust Drake May like that. Right, I think this was the even though I don't think there's still big question marks with uh, you know. Bryce Young and all the quarterbacks, and I'm sure we're talking about Will Levis in a second. Um, I just, I don't know, man. Outside of Caleb Williams, he can only go to one player. I don't really see, and even Caleb Williams, we we saw at USC. He had some incredible moments, but he also had some. Ooh, he's still young moments. Yep. So we'll see how it is. But I just think if you were to get a quarterback, you had a better pick of the litter this year than you would have next year outside of one quarterback so yeah it's it was a little i'm i'm i don't know how next year is going to be i don't know if i trust drake may as much as a lot of people in my opinion. right caleb williams is far and away that guy some are saying he's like a refined mahomes and i'm like ah let's refine <laughs> right 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 i'm like well, mahomes is pretty raw so you're basically yeah. saying 
Like, of course, Mahomes wasn't good in college, but you know how people will twist the words and just kind of play yeah. words, words from it with stuff. I'm like, let's slow down. I get it. He's a Heisman winner, mm-hmm. you know, but a lot depends on where he lands. Who's going to be quarterback needy? Like, we don't know about trades. It's yeah. it's going to be definitely going to be weird this year. But like we have been mentioning, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 21 of the NFL with AJL. I've got Jalen Hunter here. I almost called you Jalen Carter. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> got Jalen Hunter here. That would be a really different conversation, right? For, for I've sure. got uh, Jalen Hunter here from the Unpopular Sports Podcast on with us tonight going over all the NFL draft ton of review talking about quarterbacks make sure to like the stream wherever you're watching please subscribe on youtube y'all definitely been running it up on the numbers for us do the same for Jalen on the unpopular podcast as well the qr code on his side of the street scan that for every bit of content from the nfl with ajl engage with us on social comments stories dms you name it i want to be there to see you guys um and also leave us a review on podcast platforms as well do all of the same things for the guest Jalen from the unpopular podcast tonight. He's on the show with us as well. All right. So let's get into something that people, Oh, it looks like I did not change the, did I butcher it the whole way? No, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. I just butchered it right here, but it's all good. So the graphic at the bottom is wrong. That is not the draft winners and losers from the upcoming Super Bowl. So I'll just kind of zoom this in. We're going to be talking about, a post-draft Super Bowl matchup prediction. Doesn't have to be anything in-depth. If it's real quick, that's totally fine. The draft sometimes doesn't change a lot of what's going on for the top you know, contending teams, but there was a lot of good drafts with a lot of good teams. After the NFL draft, so post-NFL draft, what would be your Super Bowl matchup? Well, I think the NFC is, is pretty much signed, still delivered. Uh, I have the Eagles. I think the Eagles were the best team last year in the NFC, and they have done absolutely nothing, which is crazy because most of their defense was free agents, mm-hmm. and they've done absolutely nothing but get better. And yep. I, I just think it's it's crazy what we're saying. Someone has to be investigated because that's crazy. So I think <laughs> the NFC is, is locked. Yeah. To me – it's not just what happened in the draft. It's with Odell Beckham Jr. And, of course, Lamar Jackson getting healthy. And, of mm-hmm. course, yes, Zay Flowers. I think it's hard to me. It's hard for me to pick against the Chiefs. Of course, you have, to me, they have the best quarterback in the league. And as we know, this is a quarterback-driven league. Right. But I really like the moves that the Baltimore Ravens are doing. And I kind of hearken back to, you know, the emergence of Josh Allen once he got a number one receiver in Stephon Diggs or, yep. you know, the emergence of Patrick Mahomes once he got Tyreek Hill and, and, and uh, Travis Kelsey. Yep, walking in with Andy Reid and all that. Yeah, you look at uh, Joe Burrow with 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 uh, Chase Young and, or is it not Chase Young? It's uh, Jamar, Chase. Jamar Chase. I'm sorry. Jamar Chase and T Higgins. I want to, I, we've seen Lamar Jackson improve year after year. We just kind of saw a, a ceiling with Greg Moman being there, but he's out. And now yep. you have a, a wide receiver who could be, um, again, he's not getting back to his prime with the, with the leg injury or ACL injuries, but I still think that you can get really good service out of Odell Beckham Jr. So I'm going to go out of limb, and I think it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens and Philadelphia mm. Eagles in the Super Bowl. I I, I like I like Cincinnati. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I like Cincinnati, but I feel like Cincinnati still – we need to know if their draft picks, especially on the defensive side of the ball, if they, if they 
hit on all their defensive players, and they they could definitely have something to say and their offensive line. But I think it's going to be Baltimore and and Philly in the in the Super Bowl. Baltimore and Philly in yeah. the Super Bowl. I can't necessarily argue with that because them re-signing Lamar is definitely big. Zay Flowers is a great pick. I would have liked to see Jordan Addison. I think they picked right before yeah. Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. You know, so I would have liked to see Jordan Addison. Um, but nonetheless, they get a receiver. They re-sign Lamar. Lamar being healthy is going to be the big thing for me. The whole team being healthy because, I mean, we've seen the secondary go down. We've yeah. seen Lamar go down. We've seen some of the D-line go down, the offensive line. Like, they have had one of the worst injury bugs over the last couple seasons. They've and, ever seen. Right. And I don't necessarily want that to be a thing that we hold against them. But, I mean, the best – you know, ability is availability. You have to be healthy. You have to be ready, you know, to be called upon in the NFL. So the Ravens are nice. I, I don't think I asked you, what about KC? How do you feel about them? Anytime you have Patrick Mahomes and you have arguably the greatest tight end of all time in Travis Kelsey, yeah. I do. I, Frank Clark, he didn't have that great of a season last year, but he has been a very important piece. Yeah. Um. I do, I am going to see what happens, how they're going to replace him, or if their replacement is going to be anywhere close to what he was for the, um, for the team. But I I, I like another year with Paseco. I like, of course, Andy Reid as a head coach. That's the only that the only question is when is, is the league <laughs> catching up to? Let me. How am I going to say this? How am I going to access in a way? Is the league catching up to the? the Kansas city chiefs offense. Uh huh. And I'm not saying it is, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it is, but there's more uh, to me, there's more talent or, you know, again, are the chargers going to finally take that next step? Right. Uh, we just talked about the, the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I have the Ravens all the way in the super bowl. It's just, there are right. so many talented teams around are, is, does Patrick Mahomes have to be, Patrick Mahomes. Right. I just feel that that's been able to you've been able to get by with that. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case now, depending on the matchups. So especially since they didn't go out and get like I mean, they got Rasheed Rice, but yeah, they could have gotten maybe stronger offensively. And and I know what you're meaning because I kind of said it in, in you know some other shows as well. It's like are they becoming too Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes dependent? Yeah. We saw it with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. We saw it with my Saints and Drew Brees. We've seen it with the Bills and Josh Allen. When you just depend on that arm and that intelligence, you gotta mm -hmm. have the you gotta have the coaching, you gotta have the players, you gotta have the the moxie behind it. So I know yeah. what you mean. It for you, it's maybe like a thing of okay, they did it last year, seventh round running back, you know, recreated it with Kadarius Tony, MVS, yeah. Juju, but it might not happen again this year. That's mm -hmm. kind of your position. Yeah, especially with, like I said, if you look at the wide receiver wide receiver core, it, it's it's mighty skinny outside, yeah. you know? and it's it's a lot of people that while yes they were able to get it done last year, but McCall Hardman is gone, Juju right. Smith Schuster is gone. I think Miko's gonna pop with the Jets, and when and he I think does, so gonna, too. I can't wait to tell everybody because he was great at Georgia. Yeah, I know he wasn't really able to grab uh, grasp the routes well, but. I don't think he was really, um, you know, like I don't, I just don't think he was really involved. Yeah. You know? I don't think, I just don't think he really got his, his fair share of snaps or his plays. And that's, and, and that's the problem that you see. Nobody really talks about. They say, you know, you more talent is, is great. But when you, when you're there, there's a, there is such thing as too talented yep. and it's not, it doesn't really affect winning as much as affect player development. 
because now you look at Nicole Harmon. Nicole Harmon could be a number number one-ish two receiver on any other team, but because you're playing alongside in an Andy Reid offense, yeah. you're playing alongside Art Tyreek Hill when he was there, and you know the the players that they have. It, it's it's hard for him. To, so I agree with you that I think he's going to be great. It, it's yeah. just. I just I, like I said, and, and you said it perfectly, actually. How many times can you go into that? Well, we have the best quarterback. We have yep. the best coach. Uh, well, it, it was coach tight end. And, and, and if you think about it, if it wasn't for one or two plays in the Super Bowl, they could have very well lost yep. uh, by double digits. So, yep. you know, it's it's I just don't know. I think the talent level is getting a lot better around the AFC. So, right. but, you know, it's still it's Patrick. So Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I remember saying coming out of the AFC, like thinking it like just like in general, top 10 AFC teams, no order. Like you got Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. The Jets are going to jump in. I think the Dolphins can get it right with Tua. The Ravens are going to be there. I think the Steelers are there. You're talking about the Jags. Um, I mean, you know, uh, hell, there's a couple of other teams I'm missing out on. But I mean, it, and even just then. It's like knowing that all of those teams could really make a run. The Browns are one that I left out as yeah. well. Like people are, you know, acting like Deshaun Watson just disappeared. I get it. He was out of the league for a while and he had a lot of off field stuff, but Deshaun Watson is still one of the better young quarterbacks that we've seen in, you know, in recent years in the NFL. So mm-hmm. say all that to say the AFC is very loaded and, and I get what you mean. It just could be somebody else's, uh, you know, turn necessarily, um, you know, to get in there for the AFC. I'm going to take a rematch of what just happened last year. I'm mm-hmm. actually going to believe in Kansas city because of how much they, you know, how great they are with Mahomes, Andy Reed, Travis Kelsey, Clearly, they know what they're up to. I do agree with you, though. Eventually, you have to bolster something up. And mm-hmm. I would have liked to see maybe a Jalen Hyatt in the last pick, you know, number 31, maybe a Josh Downs. Would have been early for some people. Or you get your capital, you trade back, because clearly you saw something in Rasheed Rice as you take him. And I think he'll be a solid receiver. Yeah. But nonetheless, I do have the Chiefs representing the AFC. And I do think the Bengals could slip in there potentially. Um, I'm not going to knock the fact of the Ravens because we know the last time Lamar Jackson was really the whole team was healthy. They were unstoppable. They went 14 and two. Now, of course, the playoffs happened, but yeah. we saw what that regular season team was. We have to keep an eye on the Browns. And I'm not saying any of these teams after the Chiefs are going to go to the Super Bowl. But and then I am going to go with the Eagles as well. You know, the NFC is is pretty locked down to the Eagles. Of course, the Niners could be a team that slips in as well. Um, but outside of that, I don't think we're going to see any really, you know, true threats coming out of the NFC. Um, and it clearly, you know, Jalen Carter, we have Nolan Smith, Keely Ringo out of Georgia was such a steal. They trade for DeAndre Swift. So they're just slowly but surely, you know, hammering it down with, with uh, Howie, I almost said Howie Smith, Howie Roseman. He's clearly doing his thing. And I just don't really see anyone else in the NFC, you know, quarterback, coach, roster combo that's really going to go far. I mean, Minnesota's got a nice roster. San Francisco's got a nice roster. But what are the quarterbacks there? We know what Dak is. We're not going to really bank on really anyone else in the NFC next year to be there. So I feel like it's got to be the Eagles unless they get injury riddled. Then maybe we could see the AFC blowing out the NFC next year. But I'm going to take right after the NFL draft ends pre preseason, but post NFL draft Super Bowl prediction will be the Chiefs and the Eagles for me. Jalen says the Ravens and the Eagles, which would be absolutely amazing. You would literally have Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, two yeah. quarterbacks that um, really Just get a lot of comparisons. Yeah, really get a lot of comparisons. Obviously, one has an MVP and the other does not. Now, we talked about 
Super Bowl matchup. We talked about winners and losers. And of course, with every year, there is the offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the years. And this was a pretty pumped draft class to say the least. So let's get a little bit of predictions going for rookie of the year. We'll start with offensive rookie of the year. If you have a top three, that's fine. It doesn't have to be in any order. If you only have one, that's cool too. Give me some offensive rookie of the year candidates for 2023. Uh, well, surprise, surprisingly, uh, outside my, all right. So I have, of course, Bryce Young. I have CJ Strout as, as my top two picks. And I guess I'll throw in a, a surprise one. I'm going to throw in, even though we, I, I just gave him crap, I'm going to throw in B. John Robinson. Oh, yeah. I think that there's they the 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 Atlanta Falcons see something that I clearly don't. And he don't get me wrong, he was really good last year. He oh, was yeah. really good. Far he and was away far and away the best running back in. And I think that under you know being in Atlanta and under that offense, Arthur uh, Smith. I, yeah, I think that he's going to be incredible. I like I don't I, I like Zay Flowers as well. But I don't know how much he's. I don't know how many catches or touches he's going to get with, of course, Rashad Bateman coming back and Mark right. Andrews and Odell Beckham right. Jr. But I think the rookie of the year is going to. <laughs> it's I'm, hard, isn't it? Yeah, I think I, I'm going to say C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud. I think they're going to be. I think with the pick of C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, yeah. I think they're going to be better than they were. A, a lot better than they were last year. Of course. And CJ, I think Bryce Young still has more to work with around him, obviously, with the Carolina Panthers than CJ Stroud. And I, I just have CJ Stroud. I think he's, he's better than, I think it's very marginal, but I would, <laughs> I would say he's probably more of a, of a skilled talent than a Bryce Young. He just, uh -huh. Bryce Young had so much around him. Um, so I'll say CJ Stroud, my offensive rookie of the year, my defensive rookie of the year. To me, I'm going to go with Jalen Carter. Right. I think he's going to be a huge factor for the Eagles at day one. Again, yeah. I, if it wasn't for the off the field issues, I probably would have had Jalen Carter as the number one defensive player. And the fact that you're going to a team that you're going to be needed and your services are going to be huge as far as their, oh, yeah. their trajectory to try to get back and ultimately win a Super Bowl, I think Jalen Carter is going to show why he should have been the number one defensive player. And he was good enough, honestly, to be the number one overall pick for a good, a good time. So I have uh, C.J. Stroud as my offensive rookie of the year, and I have Bright, uh, no, Jalen Carter for my defensive rookie of the year. I'm with it, man. I'm not going to be mad about that at all, C.J. Stroud. I think Bryce does have the better skill set, but C.J. is bigger, and that's why some people were wanting to take C.J. over him. Um, and then, of course, you you mentioned the defensive rookie of the year as well in Jalen Carter. Those are some two, or, or those are two players that are definitely going to perform very heavily next year, right off the rip for their teams. And, and I'm excited to watch a lot of these rookies next year. Top three offensive rookie of the year candidates for me for 2023. First one's going to be Bryce Young, which I feel like is obvious. Best quarterback in the draft, in my opinion. I did like CJ better because of the height and weight, of course. But Bryce's ability to really create something out of nothing looked great. Him coming in with the Panthers, he's clearly going to be the starter. I am a little worried being under... No, he's actually not. Okay, let me let me scratch that. I was like, I am a little worried him being under um, 
what's it called? Matt Rule, but clearly he's not with Matt Rule. He yeah. is with Frank Reich, so uh, they're going to have that that new connection there because, of course, Matt Rule wasn't really doing anything great for the Panthers' offense, and I would hate to see a, a big time player like like Bryce Young go Bryce Young, excuse me, go over there and and not be able to contribute. You mentioned Bijan Robinson as well. No question. You look at Arthur Smith, head coach for the Falcons, was the former OC for the Titans, ran the hell out of Derrick Henry, got really Derrick Henry on the map. Of course, you know, he was picked and then really put to work when Arthur Smith was was in that offensive coordinator position. So with Bijan this year, if he's got 12, 13, 1400 rushing yards as a rookie, you know, couple hundred carries coming out of the backfield, catching passes as well, a lot of involvement would not be a shock and that's definitely going to give him a chance to win that offensive rookie of the year one for me i'm going to say jordan addison that was my best wide receiver coming in definitely felt like a stefan diggs type of guy very technical will route you up maybe a little bit on that justin jefferson type of vibe as well which is clearly going to be his teammate jordan addison i think is a great player coming into this draft the season at Pitt alone could have made you take him in the draft but of course he transfers after being the best receiver in the nation going over playing with Caleb Williams and, and still blowing it up as well. Um, didn't test too great at the combine, which made him fall a little bit. But I think if he would have been the first receiver off the board at 20, or if one of word have went in the top 10 or top 12, I wouldn't have had a problem with it being Jordan Addison. Defensive rookie of the year, top candidates here for me. First one's going to be Will Anderson. I believe that will be the defensive rookie of the year. Going back to offensive rookie, I believe it's hmm, – I believe it's going to be Bryce. I really do. But if not, it's going to be Bijan. I think it's a lock right here for Will Anderson, though, of course, unless something happens with an injury or whatnot. That was my best player in the draft. A lot of speed, a lot of strength that he's going to provide there for Houston. Of course, going at that number three overall pick. Um, I mean, we, we can't say enough about Will Anderson. Best edge rusher, best player in the draft. Immediate day one contributor. Christian Gonzalez being inside that New England Patriots vibe. Um, or not vibe, but being inside that New England Patriots system, having the Bill Belichick coaching uh, at his advantage, rather, being taken later in the draft might kind of put that chip on his shoulders to really make him ball out as a rookie, but he's in a good system. Belichick's going to get a lot out of him and uh, insane athlete in this class as well. You mentioned Jalen Carter. I will agree, but I'd like to throw another one up there and possibly go Nolan Smith. I really think by the middle of the season or towards the end of his rookie year, he will be moved into a linebacker position. I think he fell to 30 insanely because he was only you know six foot two only you know 225 230 pounds so not big for a defensive end but when you're running a sub four four you can drop back into coverage which i think he'll only get better at and you can play that linebacker position and be multifaceted i think nolan smith's going to have a lot of highlights and just really maybe the most opportunity considering how versatile he can be in being on that philadelphia defense to actually take home the defensive rookie of the year want to check the chat a little bit i know we got some folks coming in brian muck says smith and jigba and will anderson for offensive and defensive rookie of the year okay jsn with geno smith thrown to him i can respect that jsn kind of being that tyler lockett type player will anderson i'm right there with you he likes Stroud as well so he's going to double up with your offensive rookie of the year pick as well andre i see you in the chat as well how about them aggies all three eligible draft picks were taken two of them came to florida that is true Definitely agree. This one deserves a screen. Shame on the Falcons for not picking Antonio Johnson. Um, don't know if it's a real shame or not, but he was a good player. I think he went to the Panthers, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So that was very good as well. And then, of course, Andre, we know offense sells tickets, simply put. Yes, but you want to see that offense be able to get backed up by some defense yeah. in the NFL. So your teams aren't having to go out there and just necessarily put up 35, 30, 40 points a game. 
But um, yes, those are the offensive and defensive rookie of the year predictions. Y'all get in the comments. Let us know what you think. Who do you have for your offensive and defensive rookie of the year? Give us your list. Do you agree with what you're saying or excuse me, with what we're saying here on the show? Now, we did have some quarterbacks taken later on in the NFL draft by the names of Will Levis, second pick of the second round. Hendon Hooker goes in the third round, I believe, and then Stetson Bennett is a fourth-round quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, I could have gotten more solid on that, but nonetheless, we know that they were day two and three quarterback picks. So, Jalen, I'll start with you. Will Levis to the Titans. Do you like the fit? How do you feel about Will Levis going here to the Titans in the second round? I think... The Titans have always been one of those teams where it's even though, yes, you've had Derrick Henry, it's really is is are they is the quarterback going to be able to maintain? Right. And I kind of feel bad for Will Levis when he, every single time somebody got picked, the camera just kept cutting to him. I, like, I oh, know. Still not you. 1.2%. Yeah, two percent. They were doing him so damn dirty with the terrible. But I, I do think it was. I think it was tough outside of like the top few teams. It would yeah. have been tough for him to be drafted, which is another reason why I have Washington as a loser. Because I don't know if you trust Sam Hell. Is Sam Hell that much better than Will Levis? I don't know. Right, um, right. I'm there with you. But I do think that it is an okay pick because even if he comes in, he, depending on if they keep. Derrick Henry or not, he's not going to be the main focus. Yeah. Um, and you have a good offensive line, even though it could be a little better, but you, you have a good offensive line. You have a great running back and the defense is good. And you have a defensive minded coach, Mike Vrabel. Um, I just, I think that it, it was probably a good, good. I don't think any of these quarterbacks outside of maybe Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are day one ready. So, to go to a team where you're not really expected to play and you're not really expected to do much, but to sit and learn. Um, I think it was probably the best, especially after he dropped, I think it was the best position for him. I, again, you didn't know about the Colts maybe, but right. obviously they're like Richardson Moore. So yep. I, I, I like to pick, I, I just think it's, it's, it's a good situation for him where he does not expect it to be the savior day one as, as, as like some quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I don't like the landing spot at all. I know mm. what you're saying about the Colts as well. Anthony Richardson and Will Levis were about the same, I feel like, in terms of, you know, just not not raw talent, but how refined they both were, how clean cut enough were they for the NFL in terms of talent. Mm-hmm. Richardson's clearly got more of an upside and a lot more raw talent than Will Levis does. And Will Levis coming out of Kentucky being in the SEC, there just wasn't a whole lot of promise there as well. But I'm proud of the Colts for going Anthony Richardson because, yes, it's, it's really Trey Lance 2.0, except he played in the SEC. So it yeah. makes it feel a little better, right? But nonetheless, they're willing to take that risk. You know, Chris Ballard's pumped up about it on the Pat McAfee show, I think day of or day after the draft. So they are definitely pumped about it. But talking about Will Levis to the Titans, again, I don't like the landing spot. This is really a, a bare naked offensive roster, what feels like at the end of the day. You don't have Derrick Henry more than likely being that running back as the starter going into next year. I know Titans fans are probably going to hop in the comments and crush me for that. But there's a lot of rumors circulating around. And I know that a couple people from the team have come out and said, hey, we're not trading him. But mm-hmm. if Derrick Henry does go, it is going to be tough for Will Levis. I just want to make sure I'm not discounting this Titans uh, roster here that Will Levis is going to be dealing with. It's um, not that good. 
Uh, I mean, as far as skill positions outside of you, you didn't have to look. It's right. not that good. As <laughs> You're not lying. Traylon Burks is the highlight. <laughs> yes, and he got hurt last year. So yeah, outside of Burks and and obviously Derrick Henry, if he is on the team or not, it's very uh, isn't isn't all uh, I don't know. It's not that good as far as skill positions, in my opinion. Say again at the end. I'm sorry. I said, in my opinion, it's not that good for the skill position. So, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you. Brian said, good pick. We're gonna get to. Um, oh, actually, he's talking about it right now. I thought he was talking about Hendon Hooker. Brian goes, good pick for Tennessee. That low for value. He has talent. Agreed. Sit and learn, but has the arm to play if needed. He does have the arm. But Will Levis and and some of his like his judgment, his character. People were talking about that the way he was kind of you know flexing and showing off before the draft. And I don't think that's a major red flag, but when you talk about being the face of a franchise of a quarterback needy team, a a multi-billion dollar business, they're going to want to see that maturity. Will Levis doesn't have the most talent really, in my opinion, in the draft. I think Hendon Hooker is just straight up more talented than him. I think Mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson is clearly more talented than him. Obviously Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are as well. And I'd maybe even go the distance and say Stetson Bennett is, and not because I'm a Georgia fan, but because of the fact that we watched him step up in multiple games when he was needed, making NFL throws. Now, yes, of course, he had NFL-level talent at his disposal. Will Levis does have a plus for him that he was in the SEC, of course, you know, just like with Anthony Richardson. It's not going to be major, but I don't – I just – it doesn't feel like a good pick to me because here's why. Malik Willis was, you know, on some quarterback boards, quarterback one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Desmond Ritter was also potentially on some quarterback boards, quarterback one. And when you look at the fact that Malik Willis was taken with that pick – didn't really get put in that we you know super well. Obviously, he was having to kind of fill in for Ryan Tannehill when he could. But knowing that that was the pick, knowing that it kind of feels like it's still an exploratory stage of Malik Willis with the Titans, and then a very high, very valuable pick on a quarterback that didn't have a final great season coming out of the draft. And that doesn't matter for some people, but when you're going to be outside of the top positions in the draft, and then you're also not necessarily <clears> – <throat> going to be holding up to your counterparts it's going to make you fall and when those you know draft picks are kind of higher it's going to feel maybe like a waste or a burn Um, I would have liked to see another pick here I wasn't deep on Tennessee's needs in the draft but Will Levis to the Titans definitely was not a fan what about Hendon Hooker to the Lions what are your thoughts on that I actually love that one I I could be I could be on an island but to me, if you want to talk about comps and everything, I think that Jared Goff is the perfect comp for Hooker. And while, yeah, he's not the greatest quarterback of all time, I think he's a really good person to sit and learn from. Yeah. Not to mention, you go in, the Lions is a great team. In fact, I, spoiler alert, I have the Lions winning uh, the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that if – hooker has to come in well I, I think he's not ready at all obviously but Jared Goff is the to me the perfect comp for Hayden Hooker especially with the injuries and everything that he sustained I think it's I think it's a it's a perfect landing spot for him if if you ask me I, I wouldn't Jared uh you know under Campbell and and, and Jared Goff I, I think it's perfect if in, in my opinion there you go yeah I was a fan Definitely was a fan of this as well. I'm pretty sure I just got news that Joel Embiid, yes, won the MVP. I know the oh, NBA okay. world is going to go crazy 
about that. But yes, I do like Hendon Hooker to the Lions. I think he lands in a very good roster. Golf could be a good mentor for Hendon Hooker. Now, I know he's not going to be, like you said, the greatest quarterback out there. Of course, he, you know, didn't have the greatest Super Bowl performance. Um, but in the light of the Matt Stafford trade and a lot of people just crapping all over him and, you know, thinking what he was going to be, he has play decent. Again, you look at there's Jameer Gibbs, there's David Montgomery there. Not saying Hendon Hooker is going to come in and, of course, start. He's coming off the injury. Uh, but then you've got Amon Ross St. Brown. You've got Jamison Williams, who did unfortunately just get suspended here in the mm-hmm. NFL. you got Marvin Jones Jr. as well. So there are going to be some offensive players that Hendon Hooker will be able to work with. I think he's got a lot of upside, and we know that Detroit isn't sticking with Jared Goff long-term or even maybe for too much longer. It might be another two Maybe three seasons out of Jared Goff, but I don't know if you take Hendon Hooker, considering what you saw out of him in the draft or, or really in college, and let him sit that long. And you got to hope that Detroit cleans up the defense as well, or Hendon Hooker will really be having to do a lot again. So I didn't like their draft in the first round. I think they needed to go double defense, if not double defensive line, copy the Eagles literally like they did. Um, when you can't stop the run, when you can't stop the pass, or people from scoring, that's going to put any quarterback under pressure, let alone a young guy coming out of a college-style offense that you know is, is, is kind of cookie-cutter compared, or is cookie-cutter, rather, compared to the NFL. Now the last one, the Rams take the back-to-back national championship winning quarterback, Stetson Bennett, from the Georgia Bulldogs. This is kind of a weird one as well. I kind of feel like the same way that I did to Will Levis to the Titans, but what are your thoughts on... Sean McVay now with another quarterback in his, uh, excuse me, Georgia quarterback in his room. I, I mean, I think it's cool that he is backing up. Uh, oh, damn, why is his name escaping me? Right Matt Stafford. Now? Matt Stafford. Yeah. But I, I think there's still questions of why. Well, yes, Stinson Bennett was incredible in college. He was surrounded by damn near an NFL team. Oh yeah. And it's. I don't know if, you know, the P- if he needs to come in, the pieces that are around him are good enough to elevate him at all. Um, outside of Cooper, Cooper Cup, which is, of right. course, great. Right. You don't. You, there's a lot of question marks. Um, and the fit, again, how kind of like you said about the Jared Goff, I don't know how much longer. Stafford's going to be on the Rams. I think he's on his way out. Yeah. yeah. So does that mean is, is Stetson Bennett going to be the quarterback of the future? And if he is a quarterback of the future, maybe you should have started to get a little more skill positions outside of Cooper Cooper Cup. Right. So I, it's kind of confusing to me. I don't I don't know. And it's confusing because I really don't know the ceiling of Stetson Bennett yet. Right. I don't know if he. Yeah, himself don't. can can lead a team out you know we saw the national championship but again we we <laughs> the game was over with the five minutes into the game mainly yes. because of the defense right. so and most of that defense is now on the nfl roster so oh, they are they and, are. and arguably the second best play on the defense wasn't playing in nolan smith so again i don't i forgot I, nolan smith had a season-ending injury didn't he yes yeah. like the week one or two That's so exactly pro I've, i hate to admit i forgot that it's probably yeah. exactly why he fell in the draft being undersized coming off an injury dude balled a pro day though or, yeah uh, combine. so i don't i just it's still it's just a little confusing to me and i think it's just more confusing because again i we i don't know how good Stinson is is he yeah. Is he the player that can oh, can care, elevate a team, or does he need a team around him to elevate? That's that's I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's you know that's always going to be the downfall. And before people freak out about the analogy I'm going to make, it's kind of like when we were like, okay, who needs who? Did mm-hmm. Brady need Belichick or did Belichick need Brady? You know, yeah. did Peyton need Breeze or did Breeze need Peyton? You know, we've seen the the quarterback and and head coach or just you know star player and head coach. Um, you know what's it called comparisons and and we we won't know with Stetson Bennett because he was in a very loaded team that did have 15 players go in the first year they won the national championship and then I think they turn around and take another 10 to 12 players this year I mean Keely Ringo Christopher Smith Nolan Smith Jalen Carter Darnell Washington Broderick Jones they all went you know and they were taken very very fairly in the NFL draft I feel like you know with the exception of a few of them um, you know, so we really won't know if Stetson Bennett does have that capability to play without a loaded team around him. But the one thing that we cannot take away from Stetson Bennett, and again, we have to give him his flowers when we look at how he stepped up in both national, well, excuse me, the first national championship game, he didn't step up great in because he threw the pick six. Yeah. Clearly, we weren't going to make it happen. Um, when we win the national title in the first year, Stetson Bennett stepped up immediately. I think he was four for five, only had one or two incomplete passes, over 100 yards. You know, the last couple touchdowns that were in the game were off of his arm, making mm-hmm. NFL throws, basically turns around and didn't necessarily have to perform, you know, excuse me, perform big yeah. in the national championship because it was a 65 to seven blowout against against TCU. But in the SEC title game, he did play solid, Mm -hmm. you know, against Ohio State. He did play solid. Now, Georgia's defense did bend against that, you know, really great NFL caliber Ohio State offense. But we can't sit here and act like Stetson Bennett didn't step up in big games and that he didn't make big throws. I understand when you play in the SEC and this is kind of my knock on college football, the whole top 25. You never really know if the best teams are only playing maybe one to three top tier teams all year before they get to the playoffs or the national championship. So that is a little bit of the thing with Stetson Bennett. You know, some are saying, oh, he's never going to be a starter. He's only going to be a backup. That is absolutely ignorant, in my opinion, to say if you've actually watched Stetson Bennett's game. Mm -hmm. So I think Stetson Bennett going to the Rams here, it's a decent landing spot. Of course, I just gave him his flowers talking about everything he did. Matt and Stetson, you know, Matt Stafford, Stetson Bennett, both Georgia quarterbacks. So maybe the front office and Sean McVay kind of saw something. Stetson is that older quarterback. He does get, you know, kind of clowned on. There is those jokes around, you know, how he's got, I think, the the seven years or so of eligibility. In yeah. um, but nonetheless, you know, he was a, he was a big time quarterback when he needed to be. And he stepped up and played well. And he's not going to be dealing with a lot of good offensive players. And the defense is kind of dwindling. So maybe it's the very beginning of a rebuild. And Stetson Bennett's going to be here to see everything unfold. Going to take another quick break here, and then we'll get into this last segment of the show. This is episode 21 of the NFL with AJL. I've got Jalen Hunter here. I almost called you Jalen Carter again. (laughs) I've got Jalen Hunter here from the Unpopular Sports Podcast here uh, on episode 21 with us tonight. We're going over all of the NFL draft winners, losers, quarterbacks that were taken late, and we're about to get into another segment here on the show. Make sure to like the stream. Subscribe to both of us on YouTube. Get at both of us on social media, on all podcast platforms. Of course, you know the QR code on Jalen's side of the screen. We'll give you every bit of the NFL with AJL content. Engage with us on social media. Please leave us a review on podcast platforms and do all of the same things for the special guests that we have in the studio and I want to make sure I get to a couple of these chats before we get on into the next segment. So Brian is saying, not seeing his athleticism being enough in the NFL to make up for his size. 
to see the field and get down and get the ball downfield. He was a great college QB. I know exactly what you mean with that, Brian, because Stetson Bennett, I think, does come in at about 5'11", 175, 180. I mean, it's really like a, a shorter Jordan Addison at quarterback in terms of just hmm. measurables and everything. So that is going to be a concern for sure. And, and, and unless he has that true game-breaking, you know, speed or, or, or game-changing play style, which I will say, unfortunately, Stetson doesn't have that, it could be a little bit of a drawback and um okay cool just making sure i was getting into getting into the chat there but now we're going to talk about every afc team's best pick and this can be kind of a quick hitter i was looking for it to be a quicker but of course if you if you got an explanation as to why you put a player there then that is totally fine we'll start with the afc north it doesn't have to be their first round pick it could be any pick they had in the draft Give me your best pick for the Ravens. Uh, I mean, I think it's very easy to go with uh, Zay Flowers, but I'm going to go with uh, Trenton Simpson. Hey. I think that was the best pick. Now, if he if he hits, I would say Andrew Voorhees. But again, there's still a lot of question marks there. But to me, Trent Trent Simpson was Trenton Simpson was the best pick by far uh outside of Jay Zay Flowers because he was the where he was drafted and how he fell and his impact on uh you know the defense side of the ball was huge for Clemson right. and I think that it's just going to be even more better for on a Ravens team that thrives off the defensive side of the ball so I'll say Trenton Simpson feel you there man I'm gonna go Zay Flowers not mad about the Trenton Simpson pick I I feel like they're a little more set on defensive on the defensive side of the ball they do need to be healthier there's no question about that but zay flowers having that impact being a top receiver in the draft re-signing lamar giving him a weapon definitely got to be my best pick steelers uh now the steelers like i said i i'll, I'll probably go with broderick james no 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 i'm sorry joey porter jr i think joey yeah. porter jr with his with the the lineage to his family and 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 how we know the Steelers and their defensive history and Mike Tomlin being a defensive coach. I, I think that Joe it's the perfect fit for Joey Porter jr. So I think that was their best pick. Joey Porter jr. Not, not, not mad about that one either. He's going to be great. Wanted to lean that way, but I know they just brought Patrick Peterson in who is a veteran, but he's still consistently one of the top corners in the league. So I'm going to go Darnell Washington, my tight end one in this draft and the tight end coming out of Georgia six, seven, he can block, he can run, he can catch. And if he truly just gets loose, he is literally unguardable at times, um, you know, and, and, and is going to be a great force for the Steelers in the NFL Bengals. Uh, so, like I said, Bengals kind of ended up on our winners list. Mm -hmm. I think they kind of was and knocked the draft out the park. But I'll have to say Miles Murphy from Clemson at twenty twenty eight. Yep. Again, it it defense was one of the biggest reasons why they didn't make it to the Super Bowl, and we know about you know the last play of the game or the last actual play of the game, yeah. which kind of sealed it. I think getting someone that can have an impact right away on the side of the ball. That is their weakest point outside, of course, offensive line. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that was probably the best one. So miles Murphy, I'll double down right there with miles Murphy being next to Trey Hendrickson. And, um, just that, you know, that defensive line presence that they're looking to build there in Cincinnati being one of the better teams in the NFL and in the AFC, I think they got a steal of miles Murphy Browns. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to their actual what the fourth round pick, Dewan Jones. Yep. 
I think we need to see last year. I mean, Quaz has kept Deshaun Watson did not have a good season. Right. And we can say it's probably due to rust and, and, you know, as much time as he had off. And I think when you have Dewan Jones, the offensive line out of Ohio State, when he was one of the best offensive linemen in the in the in college football, mm-hmm. protecting Deshaun Watson, I think that's that's just going to add on to you know the development of Deshaun Watson to get back to where you know yep. he he has been. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with what Dewan, yeah, Dewan Jones. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Dewan Jones as well out of Oklahoma. He was a big faller or no. Is he out of Ohio State? Yes, I think he's out of Ohio State. I'm thinking of Anton Harrison. Mm. Yeah, going to agree with you there. Dewan Jones out of Ohio State would be the best pick for the Browns. On to the AFC South with go Texans. So it's it's Will Anderson. Will Anderson. Ah. To me, yes, I like CJ Stroud, but to get argued arguably or inarguably the best defensive player drafting or trading up to get the best defensive player. And I think that he has a better shot to be impact player day one with just his physical abilities than maybe CJ Strout. Uh, I think that they knocked that one out the park getting argued. He, and and you even said it, he could have arguably been the number one overall pick in general if, if Bryce Young wasn't there. So I'll probably say Will Anderson. Not going to be mad about Will Anderson. I know exactly what you mean about him having that immediate impact. C.J. Stroud would have to depend on, you know, some greater offensive presence, which I think the Texans will make enough moves to to make it work out. I am going to go C.J. Stroud, though, because I feel like at the same time, ironically, he can also have that immediate impact because he is the quarterback, because he was the second overall pick, because they know that, Davis Mills is not going to be the quarterback, and that's why they did after blowing all of the smoke and mirrors and and trying to fake everybody out. I knew it was going to be C.J. Stroud. Talks about Will Anderson and all these other players, but I think C.J. Stroud was the Texans' best pick. Titans. So the Titans, they didn't have the best draft, in my opinion, as as we know. Um, And... There's there's a lot they have a, they had a lot of of issues that they could have addressed. So and I think it really depends on their 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 whoever their quarterback is going to be. So I'll probably say uh even though it was a little bit of reach, Patrick what Skorky Skorkiny? Oh, Peter Skoronsky. Yeah, I'm sorry, Peter Skoronsky. I think I mean he was one of the best offensive linemen, but I don't think they had a good draft really in general. Yeah. And I mean, you could say Will Levis, but we just talked Ooh. about, is that going to be good? Um, <laughs> or, or Josh White. I do like Josh White out of Cincinnati. That, that probably was number two for me, but okay. You know, I, I'll probably go with Peter. Yeah, definitely. Peter Skaronsky as well. Um, you see Taylor Lewan becoming a free agent. Really hate that because he was one of the top linemen in the league. Mm-hmm. Of course, they need to bring in someone to replace him. Going to have Will Levis needed to be protected. Derrick Henry needs to be able to bust through the line because there's clearly not a lot of offensive presence, if any, here with the Tennessee Titans. So I'm going to double down with Peter Skaronsky. Here could be a controversial one for people. The Colts. I think it was Anthony Richardson. I think you they have been looking for the quarterback of the future since Andrew Luck. Yeah. And 
while yes i do think he is a raw talent i think his ceiling is incredibly high if he refine you know refines his game and you put you know pairing him with the michael Pittman is huge right and of course jonathan taylor so i i think they got the third best quarterback in the draft and I will say this. I think they got the third best quarterback in the draft, but to be completely honest, I think if we're talking about overall potential, they could have arguably got the best quarterback in the draft if he's right. able to tap in and spend the VC points that they, that they can on him. So I'll say Anthony Richardson. I love that you just made the reference to VC because that's literally <laughs> what's going to need to happen with Anthony Richardson. It's just ramping up the attributes quick. And they even yeah. came out and said the best way for him to learn is going to be for him to play, which of course we know that, but Watching Anthony Richardson take an NFL snap, you know, week one as a starter after only playing 13 games is is definitely going to be interesting. As much as I wanted to go Anthony Richardson, I just really don't know about him. He's a big boomer bust. We're depending on really everything to happen for him so he can become this player. Again, it's Trey Lance 2.0. I like the um, out-of-boreway pick from Northwestern, the edge that they got, but I'm going to go Josh Downs wide receiver out of UNC. Anthony Richardson will more than likely be throwing to him, and I just think their draft was interesting out of all the players. I almost wanted to go out of Borway the edge, but mm -hmm. they have a good bit. Well, not a good bit, but I, I believe more in their defense defense and their, you know, defensive line front seven than I do their wide receiving core. So Josh Downs coming in, definitely a good pick for them. Jaguars. Uh, Britain strange. I think mm, okay. it, it, it was an interesting pick, but yeah. it, it gives Value. Trevor, it gives Trevor Lawrence yet another weapon to deal uh, and a big body. And he's being out of Penn State, he's a really good uh, blocking tight end as well. And as we yeah. know, that was a kind of a problem for the Jaguars protecting um, Trevor Lawrence and, of course, Trevor Lawrence inter interception history. But I think uh, Britton Strange probably was their best draft pick, in my opinion. Heard that. I'm not mad about that at all. Good value there as well. I'm going to go Tank Bigsby, the running back out of Auburn. He, I think he's really going to be that complimentary number two back to Travis Etienne. I think they only had Jermichael Hasty, and I can't remember the other running back, if that's the correct team I'm thinking of, um, you know, on the on the roster. I would say Anton Harrison, but the Jags had the fifth best O-line last year in terms of sacks given up. So I'm going to go Tank Bigsby here on to the AFC East. Just a few more teams to go. Buffalo Bills, best draft pick. Uh, so here's the thing about Buffalo. And before I, before I, I do this, can I ask you a, a quick question about Buffalo? Yeah. What happens if they, if they don't make it to, let's say the AFC championship this year, is this the, is the, would this be the time to essentially quote unquote, blow it up if, if in your, in your opinion? Blowing it up is really, really strong to say for a team that still has a franchise quarterback and Josh Allen. I get where you're coming from though, because like, just when it's over and over and over and over again, and you want to get to the championship and you want to get to the Super Bowl, and, and you know, of course, the AFC championship, AFC title game, it's going to get frustrating. But blowing it up, no, I, I think they're pretty far from that because you still got cornerstones, you know, like, um, I think they still have Von Miller, of course. You know, they still have Josh Allen. They have Stephon Diggs. They still have some other defensive players like I think Mike Hyde, Jordan Poyer. So, no, blowing up, I think they're pretty far from that. But if we did see something like Stephon Diggs requesting a trade because apparently he's not happy, uh, maybe he holds out. Who knows what kind of receivers would come in. Maybe, you know, they get to uh, bring in some other, you know, some other running backs as well. Um, but something will definitely a splash move. And I've been saying this for a couple of years for Buffalo, but especially this year, if they can yeah. get DeAndre Hopkins, that would be amazing. They need a splash move 
in the offseason this year, whether it was the draft, free agency, right before the season starts, a trade, whatever. Yeah. Because we want to see Buffalo take that leap. So blowing it up, no, but something big has to happen after this year if if they're not at least in the AFC title game. I agree completely. Um, so to answer your original question, which was the their best draft, best draft pick, pick. Yes, sir. I was expecting them to go uh, running back, but uh, clearly they love Cooks, which is, hey, he, he did show flashes last year. Very solid out of Georgia, too. I just think he needs to get more touches. They need yeah. they just need to decide who's going to be running back one. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to have to go with Dalton Kincaid. Yep. I think that he was arguably the best tight end in the draft. Yep. And him alongside of Dawson Knox. And he, yeah, he had, while he is a tight end by title, he has a lot of receiver qualities. I, I, I think that was a, that was a home run. And again, it gives Josh Allen yet another weapon and a, I'm not going to call him, you know, he's not going to be that great, but right. a Travis Kelsey like tight end as far as his catching ability. So I think Dalton Kincaid probably was the best one in my opinion. Totally right there with you. I, I, I called this pick as it was happening. I'm like, look, they need, they need a receiver. Dawson Knox is good, but he, you know, definitely could be more dependable. Kind of felt like that Dalton Schultz, you know, lightning in a bottle, a couple of great games. But then really, where is he in terms of the consistency? So I'm right there with you on Dalton Kincaid Jets. Now, again, let's let me not let me let me let's remind the people that we think the Jets were one of the big losers of this draft because. Oh, yeah they didn't really address what they needed to address. So I think I'll just have to go with who was the best as far as player. And that's probably Will McDonald. Agreed. Um, I think you have him winning defensive player or rookie defensive rookie of the year or went on your list. I believe you said Will outside Anderson. of Will, Will Anderson, but mm-hmm. I, I, I just, it's Will McDonald, Will McDonald uh, out of Iowa, Iowa state. He was incredible at Iowa State, and he is their best player that that they drafted. Uh, Obviously, it was the first round, but while I don't think they probably didn't need him, he was their best value pick. So I'll I'll go. uh, I'll go Will McDonald. There we go. Not bad about that. I feel the exact same way. The Jets did have a losing draft, in my opinion. Um, especially after getting Aaron Rodgers in there. You know, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers maybe had something to say, or at least he had some thoughts about how this NFL draft played out. They are a loaded, not a loaded, they are a very good team in terms of a roster, but I just think JSN, Nolan Smith, Christian Gonzalez would have been better than Will McDonald here as the defense was already good. The Patriots. Okay, so I'll say I kind of have a caveat with my answer. To me, it's probably Christian Gonzalez because he is their best player that they got, obviously. Yep. But I I kind of want to say, um, I kind of want to say Keyshawn was it uh bloat blute. It's I think it's Keyshawn Booty. Keyshawn Booty. Oh, I apologize. Keyshawn Booty. Um (laughs) these names are wild. I I am I'm reluctant to say that though because we know the history of wide receivers that the Patriots pick. Right. Now we also do know that they do need a wide receiver, even though they did just get Juju Smith. Um so I just talked myself out of it. I'm gonna say uh <laughs> Christian Gonzalez. I think he was the best cornerback in the in the draft and getting him and putting him on a team that is led by, of course. Bill Belichick, and we know his defensive mind. I, I, I'm going to go with Christian Christian Gonzalez. Right there with you as well. Hell of an athlete. He even traded back to be able to get him. So Bill Belichick, 
kind of manipulating the draft here. People weren't surprised that the Patriots trade back because it's something that they always do. They just bank on getting that later talent in and getting more capital for it so they can get more later talent, kind of have that that surplus of, of great scouting picks. Definitely going to go Christian Gonzalez, though, best corner in the draft. I think being in that Bill Belichick system, that New England Patriots defensive culture, definitely going to benefit him. Miami Dolphins. It's it's hard to to get out of your head. Of course, what happened with uh, with Tua last year? Now we know right. their offensive line was decimated. I with wanted injury. Miami to get Lamar so bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Ryan Hot Ryan Hayes uh, out of was it Michigan out of Michigan. I believe so. Any way that you can protect the quarterback and and he was really good out of Michigan. Of course, any way that you can protect anybody that can help protect your star asset, which of course is Tua at this point. I'm going to go, I'm going to say them. So I'm going to go with uh, Ryan Hayes out of Michigan, the seventh round pick. Great choice there. Definitely have to protect Tua. And in terms of bringing that up and, and understanding how much of a need that was for, for, um, for, for, for the Dolphins, excuse me, kind of tripping on my words there. I totally understand what you mean about going Ryan Hayes there. I'm going to go Devon A. Shane. Mm. Very, very fast running back. I think maybe the fastest in the class. He was my third overall running back coming into the class. They have Tyreek Hill. They have Jalen Waddle. Now they have Devon A. Shane. Maybe three of the fastest, if not the three fastest people in the NFL in terms of just 40 time. That's why I wanted them to go get Lamar, not for the terms of speed, but just to be able to have a quarterback that not can only take off and add to that speed, kind of that unpredictability, you know, as a scrambling quarterback. Well, of, you know, of course, it's predictable in terms of Lamar because it's part of his game. But being able to have a quarterback that can deliver the football better, you know, to these guys that are out there. I'm a Tua fan. I think Tua could have been the number one overall pick if he wouldn't have got hurt, you know, and had the the injury issues. He is small, of course. But nonetheless, it will be nice to have Devon uh, A. Shane as the running back in or as a running back in the Miami Dolphins backfield. Now over to the AFC West, Denver Broncos best draft pick. Denver Broncos best draft pick. Now, I think this is a very important year for Denver. Uh, and to get another wide receiver to help uh, Russell Wilson's huge show, I have Marvin Mims Jr. Yep. Uh, out of o- Oklahoma. I think he he is a perfect pair him alongside Judy and Sutton. And yep. it just gives it gives them and gives the Broncos and gives Russell Wilson a, yet another weapon. So. I'm going to say Marvin Mims Jr. 100% right there with you. Liked Marvin Mims. The Broncos, they only had four picks, like I mentioned, but I think they got a lot of value out of all four of those picks. So Marvin Mims being there for Russell Wilson, I think they just picked up Jerry Judy's fifth-year option as well. I'm a big believer in Sean Payton, a Sean Payton stand, if you will. I think he's really going to bring another element to Russell Wilson's game. Russell Wilson will also kind of bring another element to Sean Payton's coaching because he'll have that big play player uh at his disposal los angeles chargers los angeles chargers i am going to go with uh, i'm gonna go with uh uh what's it to 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 lee um tuli tupelo too yeah i think I mean, Chargers last year, their defense was decimated by injuries, of course. Yep. Um, and I think that while, yes, you you your offense is really good and, and Justin Herbert, we're expecting him to take that leap. Um, well, he's already taken the leap, but expecting him to be better than he was last year. Right. I think defense uh, is 
is is where you need to focus at because like i said jackson got hurt last year uh matt got hurt last everyone got hurt last james so i think uh Thule is is the best the best pick in my opinion hear you there man i'm gonna go quentin johnston and as much as i wasn't a fan of the quentin johnston pick i do feel like they uh balanced it out with um what was it darius darius day i, I can't remember but the um the wide receiver Darius from TCU. I do think they balance it out there with Quentin Johnston. Um, you know, and of course they have a couple of other value picks as well, but the chargers tanking Quentin Johnston, I would have liked them to go with another receiver. But when you look at everyone that they did pick up, I do believe that QJ was the chargers best player. Last two teams here before we get out of here for episode 21, Kansas city chiefs, best draft pick. I'm going to go uh, Rasheed Weiss rice. I'm sorry. Rasheed Weiss. I think, there's a lot of question marks with the wide receiver core for Kansas City right now. Yeah. Um, and while, well, yes, you have Tony and he's really good, I do think after losing Harmon and losing Juju Smith-Schuster, you want to add another speedster and a, and, a, and a very good wide receiver. So I'm going to go with uh, Rasheed Rice. Right there with you, Rasheed Rice as well. I would have liked to seen other players taken over. Um, Rasheed Rice here in terms of the Chiefs. Their draft was a little interesting as well. I didn't find too many players that popped off, you know, the the draft sheet or or players that were really producing. I believe in that Kansas City front office, though. I believe in Andy Reid. Clearly, they've done the things that they've done in Kansas City. So Rasheed Rice is going to be the best player there for me. Last one here, Las Vegas Raiders, best draft pick. Uh, well, to me, it was either uh, Tyree Wilson or uh, Byron Young. But I'm gonna go with the better player in my opinion. In my opinion, so Tyree uh, Tyree Wilson out, out of uh, Texas Tech. Yep. We know that the Raiders' biggest problem for years now has been their defensive side of the ball. And while you oh, have yeah. Max Crosby and and Chandler Jones, I do think adding somebody with the speed and the physical the physical domination that Tyree Wilson brings. I think that's just going to help the defense all together, especially that front line. So I have a uh, Tyree Wilson, Tyree Wilson. I'm a little shocked at that one, but he was a, the positional pick was good. I thought mm -hmm. Tyree Wilson was a major reach at seven. And I think that's exactly why that the Eagles had traded up. Cause it's like, okay, Ty, you know, Jalen Carter could go here at seven. No, the Falcons could take him at eight. No, we yeah. know the bears aren't going to do it, but let's sweeten it up just a little bit to make sure we can move up and potentially grab the best player. Um, in the draft and, and clearly a Georgia Bulldog. That's what the the Eagles love. But I am going to go Michael Mayer, Michael Meyer, however you say it, the tight end for the Raiders. And I and, and I wasn't necessarily a big fan of the Raiders draft either. I do think they get maybe the best or at least the second best tight end here. Darren Waller gets out of town. They do need some, you know, wide receivers that are or, or, or receivers rather that are going to be good because Derek Carr is also left as well. Jimmy Garoppolo's coming in, so he's going to need some weapons. Um, you know, to be able to to compete with this team that is going to round out each AFC team's best draft picks for the 2023 NFL draft. Don't worry, the NFC will be coming on Friday, episode 22, when we go live at 7 p.m. Eastern time. I'm gonna go ahead and hit this outro music, man, and we'll get out of here. NFL 
NFL with AJO. We hit your NFL draft winners and losers. We talked about Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, Stetson Bennett. We talked about rookie of the year candidates or the offensive and defensive side of the ball. I was here with Jalen Hunter from the Unpopular Podcast tonight. Make sure to plug yourself, man. Tell us where we can find you and what you got going on. Uh, the Unpopular Podcast. The I uh, give my unpopular opinion about sports episode every Wednesday and Saturday at 9 a.m. on YouTube. On the DSPs, it's midnight every Wednesday and Saturday where I give, of course, my unpopular opinion about sports. You can also find me on TikTok and, and Instagram, the unpopular podcast. It's the one with the <laughs> with the headphones. Um, but that might be changing soon. Just give it a heads up. But uh, logo coming? Possibly. Possibly. Okay. But uh, yeah, the unpopular podcast. Wherever you get your get your podcast, all the DSPs. Heck yeah, man! Appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Of course, like we mentioned, make sure to like the stream before you get out of here. Subscribe to both of us on YouTube. Get it, both of us on social media. Comments, DMs, stories, whatever you like to engage with the content. We'll both be there for you. All podcast platforms, please leave us a review. Really helps us out with the algorithm. Scan the QR code on Jalen's side of the screen for every bit of the NFL with AJL content. Look at you, man. All my guests know where to point exactly to the QR code. And sometimes I question it being there. That's my dude. Definitely the best point to the QR code from a guest we've had on the outro episode 21 of the nfl with ajl we'll be back friday more nfl draft talk each nfc team's best pick see y'all later appreciate you